and welcome to episode two of Exebnus Live Pulse. I am your host, Anasie Uberg, Vice President on Marketing and Commercialization for Exebnus. Live Pulse is all about your journey towards digitalization and automation in oil field operations. And to pick up on our discussion from episode one, I'm delighted to welcome back Serafima Schaefer, Well Digitalization Manager at Exebnus. Hello, Anasie. Great to be back. Serafima, in the last episode, we took a high-level look at why digitalization is important in oil field operations and how companies can move forward with it. We broke it down into a few practical steps. That's right. We started by making the point that companies in this sector already have a huge amount of data and information, and yet so much of it is not used. Digitization sets your data free, so you can use it to enhance your operations. We said step one is to organize and structure your data and information so it becomes accessible for everybody who needs it, whenever, wherever. Yes, and this step is really about building connections. For example, connecting information gathered from past projects with relevant equipment and procedures, lessons learned, best practices, and so forth. And then step two, standardization. Standardizing the way in which your data is expressed and used. This includes standardizing workflows, big and small, so that people are doing similar jobs in consistent ways wherever they are. And that makes more things possible. People become more mobile, systems are scalable, you gain reliability, and you gain the flexibility to innovate and to improve processes. Okay, I'm sold. So we have structured data, a standardized language, and an environment for using the data. Now, in today's episodes, we want to illustrate what that actually looks like in an oil field operation. Exactly. And because we are Exabenus, we agree that there is a very logical place to focus your efforts, and that is on your operational procedures. Our company is based on the idea that operational procedures are fundamental to digitalization and ultimately automating oil field operations. We're going to concentrate on why that is so and leave the questions of how to digitalize procedures until next episode, episode three. So let's get on the same page. What exactly are operational procedures? Operational procedures are a series of activities conducted in a certain order or manner to fulfill operational targets on the rig. That's just one name for them, by the way. They're also known as SOPs, Standard Operation Procedures, and DOPs, Detailed Operation Procedures. And I've heard standing instructions for drillers. And rig action plans. Ah, the list goes on. Let's stick with operational procedures for today, shall we? So why are we zooming in on these? Because of the human factor. Operational procedures are written for humans to be used by the humans. And that is where the problem lies and the potential. Procedures are usually written in the office by someone for example, a drilling engineer who has a different background and maybe different priorities from the person receiving the procedures. Engineers have their own style of writing and their own assumptions about how much detail is required. The procedures are picked up by the driller on the rig who interprets them and executes based on their personal experience. If you change the person, you change the execution. But that leaves plenty of room for variability. And yet, operators often ask, why should I fix something that isn't broken? They look at their procedures as guidelines and say that their skilled people get the job done just fine. Let's challenge those assumptions. 
Do your people get the job done as efficiently as they possibly can? As reliably and safely as possible? Do your people, especially the newest generation, have the capacity to store your company's years of experience and best practices in their heads? How much of your non-productive time comes from a human error? Well, some estimates that 15 to 20% comes down to human error. And some will probably ask how much of that comes down to the technologies of the systems that they are working with. Human error is no longer thought of as a root cause of failure or non-productive time. We now think of human error in terms of other factors, like training. Are your people sufficiently trained on the right things? Or consistency, such as safety policies? Or communication, where they given clear timely instructions? Very good point. But something you said struck me. Change the person on the rig and you change the execution. That's really risky from the operator's point of view, isn't it? Exactly. Well, what happens when your most experienced people move on? When a more junior person steps into the job? Or when your knowledgeable consultant moves to a different client? Are you sure your operations are not going to be affected? What happens when something unexpected occurs? How will the crew on that particular day handle the situation? It's all starting to sound a little haphazard. It's so much beyond the control of the individuals involved. It is definitely important to believe in your people. But I think the big question is, are you giving your people their best chance at success? And the operating procedure provides that assurance? They definitely can. A lot of companies take their operational procedures for granted. But they are a huge factor in the success of the operations. It's time to look at them in a new light. Let me ask you a few questions. How do you create your procedures? Well, often old procedures are copied to make new ones. Most of the time we use Word. Do you think they're created efficiently? And to what level are they detailed? They shouldn't be just a checklist. I have to admit, there's a lot of room for improvements. Yeah, and how are they communicated from the office to the rig? Are they timely, up-to-date, complete? Are they, is it a two-way communication? Typically, they're PDF files. Yeah, and do they capture your experience? Chances are you're using some of your information, but leaving valuable details unused. Sarfima, since we're looking at operational procedures in new light, what would you say is the real purpose? Well, the main function of operational procedure is to capture human knowledge. The main goal is to enable flawless execution on the rig. So let's have a look at that. On the first point, capturing knowledge. You know we are in the digital age. There is no need to rely on people to memorize data and information. Mm -hmm. You have a database to capture way more of your company's experience and knowledge than any individual ever could. The digitalized environment is a connected environment. You're not dependent on the memory or knowledge of one individual. Instead, information is available to everyone and updated constantly. It does make me think of the sort of change from the old encyclopedia to Wikipedia. How many of us still have the encyclopedia on our bookshelves? And if we do, how often do we use them? I think most of us today go online very quickly and check Wikipedia. You know, with collective knowledge, constantly updated, validated information. Precisely. And moving to the second part, the goal, flawless execution on the rig. In my opinion, good operational procedures should use a standardized familiar oil field language and make it feasible for personnel, regardless of training and experience, to execute a job flawlessly. Today, things can get lost in translation. 
The drilling engineer starts with a vision of an activity, which is multidimensional. For example, each piece of equipment is connected to an activity, profile of specifications, best practices, past usage, and other useful data points. And that is all communicated in a 2D text. True. And then the rig person picks up the 2D instruction and translates that back into a multidimensional activity in his or her head. But they may miss information, interpret it differently, think of some other parameters. It is bound to be different for every person. The ideal is to have something as close as possible to the same multidimensional vision communicated from the office to the rig and back again. Okay, please paint the picture for us. How can digitalization make this better? Let's imagine a few possibilities. What if that multidimensional activity could exist? Common language, consistent representation in the procedure. What if your procedures were transparent to everyone? Your entire team would have situational awareness at all times. Mm. And what if your procedures could be dynamically communicated, exchanged between office and rig with no delays, one version, everything in one place? And what if your procedures were tracking your activities during operations and alerting you of deviations in real time? Ah, and what if a progress on the procedure were automatically tracked and updated? No need to spend hours manually reporting events at the end of the shift. I would love that. And who wouldn't? Yeah, your procedures are meant to avoid reinventing the wheel every time. They should provide solid ground to build on and help you improve your performance on the next job. Adherence to procedures guarantees a high level of efficiency and productivity. Hmm, you said the magic word, adherence. That's key, isn't it? In episode one, we discussed a third step on the path to digitalization, attitude. Overcoming resistance to change, making trust paramount. When it comes to operational procedures, people still have to adhere to them to make them make a difference. And I believe that digitalization creates an environment in which trust becomes organic. Procedures become interactive. They go from static to dynamic, and all team members are brought into the process. Each person's comments, actions, and decisions are visible to everyone. This transparency means that the data you input is data for everyone, not just for yourself. So you have a responsibility for ensuring your data is of high quality. Data consumers now become co-producers as well. When each person takes pride in their product, the team pulls together more than ever. A sense of inclusivity strengthens the team and builds trust. Everyone has the same access to information and each person's choices and actions are captured and passed on. You gain the ability to be heard and you're now part of a continuous improvement cycle. And humans are social beings and we all have a need to be included and appreciated. And let's face it, there is a certain level of tribalism in the oil field culture, don't you agree? So true. There's often skepticism between rig and office. But when you create this interactivity and transparency through digitalized operational procedures, you give everyone the ability to be equally informed and heard. That trust increases and the team bond strengthens. If you're a driller who has a different idea about how something should be done, you record your action and the reason for your choice so for everyone to see and understand and potentially apply in the future. And your input is now a part of the record. All of this leads to greater accountability. And when you have one team aiming for the same goal, you will have greater safety all around. That's a really good point and a really positive note to end on, Serafima. You described operational procedures in a brilliantly new light and clearly digitalization opens up a lot of potential that you just can't get from a piece of paper. 
Thank you very much for joining me today, Serafima. We've covered a lot of ground. I have enjoyed the discussion. And to our listeners, thank you for taking the time to join us. In our next episode, we will explore what goes into digitalizing operational procedures, how they are generated, how they are used during operations. We will post notices on LinkedIn and on the Exceptness website when the next episode is available. As always, we're eager to hear your questions and thoughts about what you heard here today. Subscribe to the Exceptness YouTube channel and you can write to us at info at Until next time, goodbye.